When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Kenneth Figure. Grab a chair and gather close. Because as we carve this jack-o'-lantern together, I want to tell you a story. I grew up in an old seaside town on Massachusetts's North Shore. The same one of which Lovecraft used as inspiration for his cursed town of Innsmouth. Down a wooded back road long after I had stopped trick-or-treating, I found myself one Halloween night crouched and sprinting across the grassy field of a local state park. Fueled by teenage hormones and possibly boredom, friends and I decided to spend that Halloween confronting a local legend, that of Hell's Gates. Maudsley State Park is a place that I spent a lot of time at growing up. For one thing, it was massive. For another, it was once a grand estate, now long since gone, with just the outbuildings, woods, and gardens left. Even as kids, we all had heard the stories of the great stone and wrought iron gates of the place, being a source of supernatural and otherworldly horror. Legend had it that one Halloween night, the master of the place had lost his mind chopping off the heads of servants and family alike. In the morning, passers-by were horrified to see a row of bloody heads fixed atop the iron gates, and the master nowhere to be found. It was said that act had opened a portal into hell, and into it went the screaming master. Quietly that night, In dark clothes and with bellies full of cheap Chinese food and root beer, we dashed along the wood line until at last, in the distance, we could see the moonlit great stone wall and wrought iron gates. Just as we were about to move closer to get a spot for the stroke of midnight and the heads were supposed to reappear, we heard crashing through the woods and a dark figure, clothed completely in black, running right at us. 
We took off and made our way swiftly to the road, and I recall in perhaps what could have been my most embarrassing last words, myself yelling out, Wait! Just just wait a minute! Hang on a second! By the time I made it to the car, the more athletic of my friends were already in with the engine running. We tore out down the street, fishtailing gravel, and that was that. We never found out who that was, and while it's likely it was a park ranger having some fun with us, It would be our tradition to go urban exploring on dark autumn nights to chase the dark, to fight the dark. Halloween, like local legends, has roots so deep and so ancient that we often forget their origin. But the most universal thread amongst them all is to remind us to carry the light into the dark, to fight it, not fear it. Out of any guest who has ever joined our show, the one we get the most requests for is voice actor Andreas Somville's villainous Mr. Dark. This story will see his return, but also the introduction of a new character, Dolos the Archivist, voiced by Bethesda's own Ferret Bowden, and we are deeply honored to have him join the cast. Now, look, over there... On a lonely stretch of West Virginia Road, behind train tracks long abandoned, a man long in years sits with his grandson carving a pumpkin, just like this one. The Great War has not yet come to pass, but this will be his final Halloween on Earth. Before he goes, he has one final act of kindness for a world he will leave behind. A reckoning is about to occur, one that many years later will have consequences for Chad, Simon, and the gang. The cast of Chad, a Fallout 76 story, proudly present Dark Halloween.
shall it be this time? A goofy grin or a scary scowl? <laughs> a scary scowl. Scary scowl it is, then. Remember, before you get crazy with cutlery, take your time and be careful. I know, I know. Always cut away from you, not towards you. Towards you, that's right. So, uh, what devilry are you and Bobby up to this year, eh? We're going to meet up with Sam, Amanda, and Lisa. Lisa's mom is going to drive over to Beckley for some trick-or-treating. Then she's taking us to a spooky haunted corn maze. Haunted corn maze, eh? Better take my hat with you. Your hat? Why? Oh, you gotta watch your ears in a cornfield, boy. <laughs> Grandpa. I wish you could take me like you used to. Me too, kid. Me too. <laughs> There's nothing I'd love more. Why, I'd lead you down miles of dark lanes. Streets you've never heard of to homes just shy of ruin that despite looking like they wear the face of Halloween all year round, still have a smile behind a door and porch light and full-size candy bars in a brimming bowl. Those streets, my boy, are always where we'd venture when I wasn't much taller than you. We'd go in costumes so abstract in spookiness, you'd think we fell headfirst into a hall closet. We'd set out in old bandages or oversized threadbare clothes or in a sheet frayed by endless summers and winters, but Mother always insisted could still be good for something. We'd head to those streets where no children were ever seen behind gothic fences, still sturdy but promising lockjaw. Behind every bay window sat and stood hunched over, world-weary, and to us... Ancient men and women, who all had empty rooms upstairs, still filled with the remnants of a child long since gone from home, like forlorn museums of lost innocence. They would gaze expectantly out each fog-glazed window into the dark of night with a bowl at the ready, just in case, they would say to themselves. Every year they waited for any witch, ghoul, vampire, or goblin to emerge from the shadows into their porch light where a moth would be flailing impotently. They were the lonely, the forgotten, with bodies like brittle china, but whose hearts still sang at this time of year, whispering, Run, play, to the leaves, to the dark, to the delicious night, to candy, to friendship, To be young forever and feel young forever. Come, come. It was these streets you always go because the treat is far more than a full-size candy bar. It is to get them to open the door of those sagging homes and let in the smell of leaves, the cold moonlight and hallowed wind. To gaze into the face of the spirit of Halloween itself and taste it once more. The memory of when dark and all that was in it was nothing to fear, as it was now where it crouched at the top of stairs, waiting, waiting. That, that is where we would go.
search continues for a missing girl in Beckley. One of six people reported missing in the last four days in the surrounding area. Police are asking if you have any information to the whereabouts of Claudia Monroe, Agatha Dufresne, Joseph Ellington... That's Amanda enough of that. Hmm. Uh, how are we looking, boy? There. He looks extra spooky. That he does. Well, let's light him up. Oh. Not bad. Not bad. What's that? Oh, some good old herbal tea. Best thing for the joints when the seasons start changing. Can I try? No. How come? <laughs> because uh, this isn't your cup of tea. <laughs> Grandpa. Well, here. Look here. Go fetch my project off the workbench. You've been working on that thing forever. Okay. <gasps> oh. Here you go. Is it a pop gun? It's really funny looking. No, this here's something special. Say, did I ever tell you the story of Stingy Jack? Who is that? Old Stingy Jack is where Jack-o'-lantern started. Plop on down there, because we have time for one last story before you need to get going. Now, let me see. Oh, a long time ago and far from here, there lived a blacksmith prone to drink enough to tempt the devil named Stingy Jack. Now, old Jack was about as cunning a con man as you could ever meet who possessed not an ounce of goodness in him. So black was his soul that old Scratch himself decided to crawl up from below to claim him. On a night of full dark, with no stars, Jack was greeted at a crossroads by a dead man, eyes glimmering with the lurid, flickering light of possession. Jack knew his game was up, and his soul had come to be reaped. Jack, ever the slippery con, asked the devil for one last request, a final drink. The devil, so tickled by the boldness of this request that he granted it, they found themselves at a tavern where before a roaring hearth, pint after pint went down all too smoothly as they spun tales of their greatest tricks. At last, the barkeep announced it was time for them to depart. Jack, with a twinkle in his eye, patted his pockets and said, Oh dear, I carry no coin, but the tab must be paid is our business to be done. Let us play a great trick on this man. Turn yourself into a silver piece, and after he's placed you in the till, transform back, and we will be on our way. The devil, always up for a trick or two, agreed. With a flash of hellfire, a silver coin appeared in his place. Jack clapped his hands and withdrew from his pocket a crucifix and chain, twice wrapped round the coin and smartly placed it back into his pocket. The devil was furious. From a voice with no mouth echoed in his alcohol-adled brain, he ranted and raved to be released. Stingy Jack struck a deal with him, a decade to be left in peace to continue his tricks and cons, and his soul would at last belong to the devil. He agreed, 
and the devil was released. Stingy Jack wasn't quite through with Satan, however. They would meet again ten years later. And once again, that cunning old fox outsmarted the great liar himself. And in due time, Jack died a natural death. Proudly standing before St. Peter, Jack asked to be let in, but St. Peter rejected him with impunity, casting him down below. At last, in the flickering fires of damnation, Jack now stood before the devil himself. But the devil, with a wicked grin, reminded Jack that his final deal with the devil was not to go to hell. He was led to the edge of hell, where the great blackness of infinity lay before him, a purgatory devoid of light, life, and horizon. Jack asked for one final wish, a single ember of hellfire to light the darkness as he wandered in eternity. Satan plucked a glowing ember from the ground, produced a twisted and malignant turnip, hollowed it out and carved Jack's own face. He placed the ember inside and sent Jack off into the void with it. In the centuries to come, every now and then when the veil was thin and the last bit of life and greenery faded with winter's breath, Lights would sometimes be seen. Locals would cross themselves and whisper low under their breath. There goes Jack or the lantern. And he's still out there? Well, maybe. Maybe. Is the devil real, Grandpa? Aye, that he is. That he is. That business with cloven hooves, red face and horns is all just theatrics. How we put a face to him so we recognize him for what he is. Truth is, he looks just like anybody. And that's his greatest deception. He's just an ordinary man, casually strolling past as you mutter under your breath after running from a bully what you wish something awful upon him. Or sitting quietly in the shadows of the stands as you look out of the dugout and watch someone running a little faster than you, pitching a little harder than you. He sits, he smiles, he listens. Ten feet away, ten miles away, he's always listening. Are you okay? Oh, just the old ticker. Ah. Every time I look at the tops of that fence over there and think, uh, or running along it like I used to, it complains about the shadow of the idea. I'm okay. Did you ever meet the devil, Grandpa? <laughs> Say, it's getting late. Uh, you best beat feet back home. They should be waiting for you now, and this night only comes once. Just once. Come here and give me a squish. I love you. I love you too. You be good now. You remember what I told you. He's not what you think. You keep looking up, never down. Never, ever down, okay? Now go. Chase this night. Chase the shadows in the trees. A wizened witch behind a bush. Dance into the dark and remember tonight 
I will. Good night, Grandpa. Goodbye, son. They sleep now, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. Come on! Right at me! I have been waiting! Waiting! You think I forgot? I remembered! I remembered! I remembered! So, a charming little verse, I think, though not one of my old favorites. The bread of wickedness, you said. Proverbs, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm partial to some of the profound ones issued with frothing fury on the brow of the addled good book-thumping preachers of other years. What class they had! What marvelous pomposity! whose lecherous eyes and darkest thoughts were concealed in lily-white virtue, for whom to question that stark austerity would warrant a ride on the river or a place on the pyre. Ah, I miss those days. Thunder and damnation is not what it used to be. Dark. Mr. Dark. I remember you. You do, don't you? Hello again, Will. How grand to see you still glinting defiance, still there just beneath the cataracts, yet deliciously trapped in a prison of rotting flesh and crumbling bone. <laughs> it is, if you'll pardon, always a pleasure to meet old friends again at the end of their book. How I love to be present to savor that final sentence. Where is she? Whomever do you mean? You know very well, you smug son of a bitch. I know you took her. Took? Took? What an abrupt, inadequate, and inaccurate word. Now, transform, transmogrify, even deconstruct, however... Far more accurate and correct, if I may be so bold. Where is she? <laughs> well, very well. On your own soul, be it. 
though I do think all these years you've wasted away at this decomposing train station to look, to know, and to see were a very tall price to pay for the goods you're about to see. Mr. Cougar, tell Zena her services are required. With pleasure. While your acquaintance is acquired, my compliments to your grandson on his skills with a blade. What a marvel he could be in our shadow show. A knife-throwing daredevil, perhaps? You and your filth go anywhere near him. <laughs> and? <laughs> and what, Mr. Holloway? You've been impotent in more ways than one for decades now. You're about as threatening as a single leaf dancing in the wind. Though, I must say, the pumpkin you two carved is quite charming. I'm done talking to you. Oh, you'll listen then. Because the curtain is about to open and the final act is about to begin. You people take Halloween so literally before cheek-scratchy masks and ponderous sacks of ill-gotten gains. It was All Hallows' Eve. Samhain. Words and a name given to a season that personifies the death of life. The first kiss of sweet icy death as summer's promise falls as you all do eventually. It is the season of shadow, unchanged and in feeling undying since you crawled from the sea and swung through the trees. When the veil grows thin, and every lustful thought, every murderous desire and guilty soul bleeds out into the world, giving shape to shadow, it is our autumn garden, filled with the plenty of years. A millennium buffet on which we gorge with autumn's plenty, a cornucopia of misery. And we feed... Oh, we feed well. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, Cougar and Dark's Pandemonium Shadow Show presents an oddity like no other, captured in the darkest depths of the Brazilian jungle. Almost the May I present Xena the Geek? What? What have you done to her? Behold! Zena shall now perform an act so monstrous, so vile, that it is recommended that ladies shield their eyes, child leave the room, and those with weak hearts turn away. What's this? A living chicken? Stop this! Don't! A meal fit for a queen, to be sure. Oh, that jaw! Look at the impossible maw of Xena! She couldn't possible. Oh, but she is! Oh, eat hearty, my dear! Don't! <laughs> Sensational! Take a bow! Mom, no. What did you do? A lifetime ago from your point of view, on a sunny autumn day, a woman bought a ticket for our Ferris wheel. 
she had married Young, the first man to place a shaking finger on her thigh. And after a vigorous evening in the thickets behind the rectory, a cell flared to life. You, Mr. Holloway. And so, the man with visions of better quarry and prospects was led to the chapel by a soon-to-be father-in-law with a shotgun at his back. Over time, her prospects dimmed. He took to drinking, and when he drank, the possibilities of a life never lived turned to pure, unfettered rage. Year after year, hit after hit, what was a pretty young flower exploded into a cow stuffed into a seam-splitting dress. You (laughs) bastard! I see rage runs in the family. Careful now, Will. You can't afford many falls at your age. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. This cow in a dress sat on my Ferris wheel, and it would not turn. Can you imagine that? As she whipped into a plate filled with sugar-coated fried dough, she told me her heart's desire. She wanted to be a looker once again. She loved to eat, but she wanted people to look at her and not laugh. Do you see? Well, now they don't laugh, Mr. Holloway. They don't laugh at all. And she can eat whatever she likes. (laughs) That's unexpected. But I too am particularly tickled by the irony of her shadow. Oh, you know, for someone who listens, you don't see shit. See what, Mr. Holloway? Oh, well, it's nice to catch up. I'm afraid we're on a tight schedule. I have an offer to make you, Mr. Holloway. (sighs) When she didn't come home, I knew. I saw what you were, what that place was. It was wrong. You're wrong! What if you could be with her again, eh? All those years lost without mother's embrace. Her nurturing words, all back again. Seen and felt through the eyes of a child. With but a word, our carousel of lost time could be unpacked at the speed of thought. But I waited. I read, I listened, and I saw through you, right through the heart of you, and I knew what I had to do. This is a final offer, Will. No one meets me twice. Not anymore. You're nothing but dust and shadow, with not a foothold in this world except the ones you make. The lives you ruin and leave behind tethers to wherever the hell you go to sleep to wait. When you took her, when I did nothing and knew where she was and did nothing, a single slice of shadow on my soul, that was you. I'm growing impatient, Mr. Holloway. 
You can join us, or alternatively, Mr. Cougar can shatter your legs so you can live out your remaining days in a urine-soaked bed. What a lovely stench to accompany your grandson through his life. (laughs) Ah, you visited here before, but I'll bet you know fuck all about Appalachia. Datura stramonium. But locally, we just call it gymsum weed. <laughs> Though I, <laughs> I, I like to call it devil's snare. <laughs> That's funny when you think about it. <laughs> what have you done? Oh, it's a powerful hallucinogen. But the seeds, the seeds are quite deadly. Made myself a little tea. They say it killed Nathaniel Bacon himself during Bacon's Rebellion. And I'll bet you were still traveling even back then. I'm snapping your tether. Uh, You think you've wounded me? I have more faces and forms on this earth than you could possibly imagine. You, you are a tether to this place. But I have so, so many others. This is nothing. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You do love to talk. But you still never see. Begun, Mr. Holloway. You must be joking. (laughs) Nope. Not a gun. But it sure does look like one, don't it? You know, in the old days... They used to say that photographs steal your soul. Each click of the shutter, you lose a little bit more of you. Pale copy after copy. A shadow of you forever trapped in two dimensions. No. I'm done, good and dying. But before I'm through, we're going on one final ride together. Mr. Cougar, stop him! Say goodbye, Mr. Holloway. This doesn't fire bullets. It's a chronographic gun, and it's been anointed. Every tear I shed on my wedding day, the birth of son and grandson. Xena, feed and crunch! Swallow him whole! Let's put your spawn back inside, shall we? Tears of love, not hate. I collected them all. I love you, Mom. No, 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 stop! I'll give you anything. Anything in creation can be yours. Back in the train! Hurry! We must go! I knew you'd come. I waited and I knew. When my Maddie died, I mourned her. I let myself mourn and I give in to despair. Because I knew you'd hear it. (laughs) You can't help yourself. The devil's snare. 
<laughs> Not long now. You're finished, old fool. I'm going to run you down, smear you down the tracks, and with a bit of luck, your grandson will greet us up ahead. I wonder what will happen to his mind when old Grandpa's head winks at him as we creep by, smashed between our bloody grill. Perhaps I'll scoop him up and feed him nightmares. You two, kill him! Kill him now! Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Every summer day with my feet in the grass when I cried just to be alive. Every happy tear with friends. Enough! You have no power over me! I used to love autumn. Not now, but how it used to be. When the greens would erupt with the palette so vibrant and colorful, it would remind me of my granddad. I know, I know. But that last week of his life, it was like he wasn't sick at all. He carried me on his shoulders as they fell from the sky. And then one morning, he was just gone. Falls like that. It's an explosion of color and light. One last gasp of energy from all the pent-up, grass-scented, beach sand floorboard littered, firefly dancing days and nights. And then all the color fades, and the ice creeps in. It's cold so deep it burns. I never understood that. You know when people are getting hypothermia, one of the final stages is that they feel like they're burning up, Corey. Can you believe that? There's stories of search parties finding people stripped down to their underwear, frozen solid, having taken everything off because they were so hot. I feel cold. 
Every day. Something's coming. I've known it for a long time. And I know we've weathered it all, but this... This is something worse. We were the last defense, the last bastion to maintain law and order. But for the very first time, my eyes are open. I know it was a lie. His lies. His illusion. But I can't get past it. I have to leave for a while. No. Don't interrupt. Because I don't even know who I am anymore. What I've done, and what I have to do, I don't want you to see me like that. I don't even like seeing me like that. I didn't tell you everything. It started with the dust. No, really it was before then. It started with Simon. Because everything always does. People think that evil is something you do. Truth of it is, evil's always there, always hungry, ever-present, and it waits. Quietly for you to call it. Dynamo on the deck, Charles Bishop, bringing you all the sounds of the season here on Don't Marvel leave me! Radio. Up next, a little number that will have you questioning Jesus your Christ, safety. Christ, what a nightmare. It's Autumn Day in the Fester 5. With you there, watch the ribcage. This isn't some kind of moth enthusiast camp from those wretched vault dwellers. This is a glorious display of Simon? fealty and dark invocation to our mothic overlord. It must be perfection. Alkalite Fred, what is that supposed to be? Uh, a feeding trough with 30 gallons of blood? 30. 30? I told him we needed at least 60, boss. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Hey, stop drawing blood on me. That's for later. Enough, fools. We will need at least twice that for my lord to feast upon to have enough arcane power to return to rend the veil of reality itself and descend into the dimensions of madness. Alkalite Dave, what are you doing? Making some eggs, boss. I'm hungry. Those are his eggs. Are you insane? No, I'm Appalachian, boss. Sweet mothman. Help me. What the? Ah. Young Mr. Rex. Oh, I bet he has lots of blood, Dave. Lots and lots of blood, Fred. Lots of skin him. Leave him be. I am 
still on his retainer. Aww. Well, come on, Dave. Let's go find some blood elsewhere. I think I saw a pink castle camp back there someone built. They're probably standing still inside, hoping people will buy their drugs. Should I bring the smelly boom-boom meat? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Let's blow it up. <sighs> Compliments of the season to you. What's going on here? A little festival to celebrate the Great One's birthday. We are calling home the Alkalites far and wide for a great festival in his honor. It'll be spectacular. Chants and invocation. Ritual sacrifice of virginal vault dwellers. Arcane rites that will rend reality and open a portal to the dark place where the Elder One sleeps. So he who devours clothing in closets may return to the dimension of madness. There'll also be a hot and cold buffet with cucumber sandwiches and festive clogging. I made candy apples. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great, but no thanks. I need to move on. Holidays around here tend to go tits up. I'm heading to a silo to hide out for the next few days. Well, suit yourself. However, if you change your... Hmm. What? Your shadow, it... What about it? ...wasn't there for a moment. <laughs> Cloud, clouds do happen, Solomon. <laughs> that they do. So do things from below. I bid you good day. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <sighs> oh, one last thing. Tell that insane fool in the graveyard over there, he has an hour left. I shan't be responsible for his safety once the binding pyres are lit. I've grown weary of his questions. Who? Solomon? Solomon! Right. On we go. Indicate tracks in the dirt, sir. What about the tombstones? Checking. Surface scans indicate a concentration of quartz, sericite, and trace minerals. Well, there's no doubt about it, Baldrick. It's plain, ordinary, weather-beaten old slate. Strange. Uh, excuse me? No, for pity's sake, I don't have any light bulbs. Oh, well, so sorry, son. I thought you were uh, that cult leader. Ah, that would be Solomon, Mothman cult leader and part-time public defendant. He, uh, wanted to let you know you have an hour left. They'll be lighting the fires and conducting a ritual that very probably won't be good. So like me, it's best to clear off. Quite right, quite right. Full moon tonight, they'll be going on with that oh bright when we bid thee nonsense. Bloody mess, if you ask me. The Mothman is about as supernatural as a box of sugar bombs. You seem to know a lot about it. As I should if I'm worth my weight in title. Oh, uh, heavens me, where are my manners? I'm Dolos, amateur archivist, little-known librarian, and part-time preserver of knowledge of the old world. Simon. Simon Rex. Nice to meet you. And this currently occupied floating fellow over my shoulder is my companion and good friend Baldrick. Good day, young master. Sir, if you intend on exploring Site D before nightfall, we should be pressing on. Oh dear. 
Right you are. We must come back here after the bulk of those cultists clear off. The judge was here for a reason. The judge? He was here? Hmm. Oh, you know him, do you? We've had some dealings. I steer clear of him if I can help it. Last I checked, he still had a bounty on me. You didn't kill his cow, did you? Good lord, no. I got tangled up with the overseer when she... Well, let's just say I'm looking for something he'd rather I not find. Hmm. Mysterious. Most mysterious. But uh, quite right. Keep your cards close. You don't know me from a hole in the ground. <laughs> Which I suppose is apropos for a cemetery, eh, Baldrick? Oh, not the puns again. I'll collect the rubbings and fetch your satchel, sir. Tell me, son, look at this cemetery. What uh, do you see? What am I looking for? What do you see? Uh, take your time. It's... it's a cemetery. It's old. Yes, quite old. How do you know? Well, the tombstones, they're old. Incredibly old. Battered, spalled, and broken with dates going back to the 1700s. Yes, excellent. What else? Uh, two sections. Uh, 19 tombstones. Five obelisks. And five of the taller tombstones have a skull and crossbones design. But those are just numbers. You're looking at what you're meant to. What do you see? Wait. The carvings. They're almost all identical. Some of them have been weathered for the writing to be faded, but... But yes! Look, look, it's the same writing, just reversed. Thomas Webb died 1769. Excellent. It took some close reading and enhancement from some rubbings, but it reads... Here lies deposited the remains of Mr. Thomas Webb, who died very suddenly, much lamented, ye 8th July, 1769. Aged 33 years. He was born in the city of Gloucester in England. This stone, the hand of social friendship, rears whose generous griefs supply a parent's tears. Could friendly wishes stay ye transient breath? A kind companion had not tasted death. This isn't a real cemetery. What is it? An excellent question from an inquisitive mind. That is the very quandary I found myself in after learning from the priest that the judge and his judiciary guard had been observing moving crates and materials out of that graveyard as the cultists were taking Point Pleasant. A few other observations you wouldn't spot with the naked eye. This is Boston Slate, and there has never been a Thomas Webb in West Virginia because Point Pleasant was only settled in 1794. Some kind of uh, hidden chamber or base? We must depart, sir. Very probably. Look, well, we're headed over to a place that my back teeth have been itching to explore as I've been chasing down some ancient tomes that at this point are reaching the end of their shelf life without proper protection and preservation. Care to tag along? With cultists on one side, the judge on the other, and Halloween just around the corner, to be candid, Baldrick here isn't exactly a commando in a combat situation. Thanks, but I'm, uh... You know what? Sure. Though, to be fair, mole rats seem to be my lot in life, so expect a horde of them to chase us most of the way there. It's decided. Off we go to Site D. 
To Moundsville we go, and the National Museum of the Paranormal. Wait, the what? Predominantly, your beat is going to be Charleston, but depending on whatever new kind of nightmare pops up around here, we often have to move people around. The mire is an ongoing problem, keeping the strangler hearts from regaining foothold. Today starts 48 hours of hell around here. Devil's night chaos, and then Halloween things usually go south for reasons beyond understanding. The aristocrats at the White Spring start radioing and complaining about every Tom, Dick, and Harry blowing shit up, setting fires everywhere and leaving forks stuck in the damn lawn. Yeah, those were the days. Man, I miss Mischief Night. I'll just pretend I didn't hear that. You wear that badge, you set a higher standard, or whatever passes for one around here. Little early for drinking, isn't it? Well, it's a little early for a lot of things, and mouthing off isn't one of them. Got it. Look, be prepared that some days are harder than others to be the paragon of virtue. There are plenty of days when I just want to pump bullets into the raiders as opposed to feeding them three meals a day. Yeah, sometimes it be like that. Your, uh, friend White is really grinding on Lieutenant Corey's patience. Have a word with him, will ya? Make sure this is something he really wants to do. <laughs> His heart's in the right place. The Exploding Pumpkins prank was a bit too far. And he's definitely on board. Connor, you there? Yeah. Too early in the morning for call signs, Corey. Someone put a pumpkin in the toilet. I'm not in the mood. Ha 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 10-4, what's up? You still up on Manor Drive? Yeah, we're just finishing up the loop of his beat. Someone called in an attack just north of Overlook Cabin. Abandoned field just off the side of the road. We'll check it in, uh, out. Uh, almost there. Anywho. You're already drinking, aren't you? What? God damn it, Connor. We'll talk about it later. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Get your peace out. We have no idea what we're walking into here. What the hell? What happened here? I don't know. Well, looks like there's a fire or something. Look here. Lightning strike, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Listen. What? Everything stopped. No crickets. Birds. Nothing. I don't like it here. Let's check out that wrecked Ferris wheel over there and get the hell out of here. I'm not seeing anybody around. What is this stuff? All over the ground. Some kind of powder. Ashes. No. It's dust. Hey, the grass is kind of high here. Watch your step. I know what I'm doing, rookie. You watch yours. 
Hey, there's something in the weeds here. Eyes on your surroundings. Leave that be. No, I almost got it. Ow, fuck that hurts. Damn it, I sliced my hand. Damn it, I told you to leave it. Hey, look at that. Old broken sign. Looks almost like a circus or carnival marquee. Something R and Dark's Pandemonium Shadow Show. Rest of it is burned off and torn. Did you hear that? Damn, this burns. Better wrap that. This stuff is all over your hand. Gonna get a free ticket to Doc Martens. This used to be a carnival or something? I don't know. Stay there. Looks like there's some debris over there. Something... There's something wrong with this place. Hey, you there. Stop, new responders. I said stop. Damn it! Commander! Commander, are you alright? Hang on, I'm coming. I'm fine. Fell into this hole. Looks like it was part of a mirror maze. Corey. Corey, come in. Damn it. This place. So cold. You there yet? You the door? Are you there yet? Door? I see a door. There's a key in it. Is that the way out? Ugh, smells like something died down here. This isn't the way out. It's just a mirror room. What's that light? Is someone there? Twice thou soldier. Fallen Fallen Open the mind and release me. What? No. No. The looking glass the reflection of the The mirror, it's moving. Flowing. Get off me. Williams! Williams! I see. Bloodbound door, a taste of life. The door open. 
hated this. Come on, kid, run. Run like the devil. What the hell is that? Quit your yapping and run like the wind. This way, out here. Williams. Williams? Just a little further to the road. It's gaining on us. What? What was that? The witch. Old Willie knew. Old Willie remembered. Let's see her work her black magics from there. <laughs> Sodium chloride, Sonny. All the salt you can muster. Doing something other than pouring out of the mouths of people in these parts. She's stuck in there like a fly in molasses. <laughs> Which? Williams. Where the hell did he go? The kid in the uniform? He's plumb scampered off. But you best be steering clear of him. He has the gray in his eyes. He's hers now. That means trouble. Where are you going? To scare up some of the old Tesla rifles. You best be telling your folks to saddle up. If she's here, he'll be on her tail, bringing all the hellfire and temptations with him. Stop. Who are you talking about? Willie. Willie. Damn it. Corey, come in. What? Enough. This is serious. I need a squad down here right now. We have a... some kind of problem. Kata? What is it? What's wrong? Just send them. Suit up. I need a perimeter. We need to keep this contained. Okay, give us an hour. We'll be there. I'm coming too. HQ out. Better hurry. This concludes part one of Dark Halloween. Red crosses on wooden doors. If you flow, you burn. You've talked around tables. And another reason Avoid all I contact Do not 
Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.